0: All the ends of the earth shall fear him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The altar of praise and thanksgiving. When you go to the scriptures, we are going to come back to the passage we've just read. When you go to the scriptures talking about altars, altars are normally used to commemorate an important occurrence in that location. And usually, you see that many altars were erected to give thanks to God for what he has done. When Abraham began his journey, when God told him, leave your people. Go to a place I will show you. And he obeyed. And his obedience was rewarded. I pray for you. Your obedience will be rewarded. I said your obedience will be rewarded. In other words, your obedience will not be in vain. Put it another way. You will have something tangible to show for your obedience. They will not tell you, "Ah, all this God you have been serving, and what you have to show for it. That will not be your own song in Jesus' name. In Genesis chapter 13, verse 18, the Bible says, Then Abram removed his tent, and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron. And built there an altar unto the Lord. Abraham built an altar at that location because when you look at Genesis chapter 12, when God called him, God told him, he gave him some i mean, some assurance what he would do for him. And going to that verse 13, God began to elaborate more on the blessings that he was going to release into the life of Abraham. God began to speak to him and justify and say, look, All you need to do is be obedient to me. I will do glorious things in your life. And the Lord is talking to someone here today. He's saying be obedient to me. He's saying I will do great things in your life. Tell somebody sitting beside you, be obedient to God. He will do great things in your life. life. You will be a manifestation of his greatness in Jesus' name. An altar is an indication of a relationship. An indication of what? A relationship. The name Jehovah, for with, with which God is associated, is a name that, is, that, that, that goes with the relational presence of God. It's, I mean, if you cast a man back, we'll, we'll, we'll remember that when the God was going to create the world, The Bible says, in the beginning. God created what? The heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the surface of the earth. And God said, okay, before that, the spirit of God was moving to and fro on the surface of the waters. And then God said what? Let there be light. We are told that the name of God as creation is a name called Elohim. Elohim is the creative name of God. It's a powerful name. But as we progress in the book of Genesis, we come to the point where God began to relate with man. And he began to reveal himself as Jehovah. And that's why when we begin to say, oh, God is Jehovah Jireh. What's the meaning of Jehovah Jireh? What's the meaning? Whenever we say Jehovah Jireh, the next thing we say is, God God is what? My God. Provider. God is not just a provider. But what? It was Jehovah Jireh to a man called Abraham. Because Abraham obeyed him to go and sacrifice his son. Let me put it another way. Abraham obeyed God to do the unthinkable. Is that not so? Abraham did not limit God with his logic. Abraham did not say, no, 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 this cannot be God. Well, I know that today God is not telling anybody to go and kill his son. If anybody says God told him to go and kill his son today, you know the, guy, the man is a liar. Because we have the word of God to guide us in anything that the Lord speaks unto us. But the Bible says we walk by what? We walk by what? We walk by faith and not by sight. So an altar is an indication of a relationship. And the Jehovah name of God emphasizes this relationship, and I mentioned Jehovah Jireh, Genesis twenty-two verses thirteen and fourteen. When you go to Exodus chapter fifteen, verse twenty-six, Exodus fifteen twenty-six, you see God telling the children of God, the children of Israel, that what I am the Lord that what that healed thee, Exodus fifteen twenty-six. I am the Lord that healeth thee. And that's where the name Jehovah Rapha comes up. God, our healer. God, my healer. Well, some of us call that name Jehovah Rapha. It's, it means the same. It refers to the physical healing power of God. And like we normally want us to, to remember, Because many times we separate salvation from healing. But he paid the price for all. He didn't pay the price for your sin and say, well, be saved and then be be sick throughout your life. If he has saved you, or let me put it another way. If he can save you, he can heal you. Tell somebody if he can save you. He can heal you. So don't just take Jesus as your savior. Relate with him. Recognize that Jesus is also your Word, Your healer. He's also my healer. Another Jehovah name of God is one we call Jehovah Nissi. Jehovah Nissi. In Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 to 15, when the children of Israel fought with the Amalekites. The Bible says the Amalekites came behind them and began to attack those that were weak. Those that were at the fringe of the camp. God raised a battle. The Lord sent uh, Moses to the mountain. Aaron and Hor went with him to the mountain. And Joshua went to the battlefront. Tell somebody that is teamwork. I think we said that is teamwork. Joshua was on the battlefield fighting. Moses was upon the mountain and he lifted up his hand. The victory of Joshua was dependent on the hand of Moses that was what? Lifted up. And the Bible says at some point in time, what happened? Joshua, I mean, Moses' hand was heavy and his hand began to come down. And as his hand was coming down, what was happening to Joshua? He was losing the battle. So they had to get Aaron and Horan and say, why are you poor on the mountain? Don't be useless. Tell you don't be useless. Say, so why are you on the mountain? This man's heart is getting heavy and it's coming And you are just standing there looking like a uh, look man. Make yourself useful. And they made themselves useful. One lifted up the right hand and another one lifted up the left hand and for as long as they lifted up the hands of Moses. What happened? Joshua was winning the battle. I want to assure someone here today You he will win the battle. I said you will win the battle. When it was all over and Amalekar had been defeated, an altar was erected to the living God. And the name of God that was associated with that place, is the Lord our banner. The Lord will be your banner of victory. The Lord will be your banner of favor. The Lord will be your, your banner of promotion. The banner of God in your life will set you up for his greatness and goodness in the name of Jesus. This second half of the year, wherever you go, God will be identified with you. I hope you know what that means. If God is identified with you, you can completely say, my case is different. Amen? Amen. My case is what? Different. My case is different. It doesn't necessarily have to happen to me the way it has happened to others. My case is different because Jehovah Nisi goes with me wherever I go. Because I have a special relationship with him. Another name for God. Talking about relationships. One that we know very well. It's Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah, what? The Lord, my peace. The Lord my peace. Judges chapter 6 verse 24. And you can relate with Gideon at this particular location, at this particular point in his life. The Bible says, when the angel of the Lord came unto Gideon, he was stretching wheat at what? At the wine press. In other words, Gideon was hiding. Gideon did not want to be, not, I mean, to be noticed. He thought of the best place he could go that nobody will know he was there. Maybe you are here today. You are not necessarily hiding from the road, but you are looking unto God and saying, "God, this is my immigration issue. When will it be resolved?" God will stand up for you. Amen. This second half of the year, twenty twenty-two, you have a testimony. Amen. I said, "This second half, you have a testimony." The Bible says there is no peace. Said my God unto who? Unto the wicked. Are you wicked? Please, ask your neighbor. Are you wicked? Because it is only the wicked that the Bible says there is no peace for them. If you are not wicked, then Jehovah Shalom is your God. The Lord my peace. The Lord our peace. It doesn't mean that some things will not happen that want to do what? Take away your peace. It doesn't mean that you will not have those situations that, I mean, rather than sleep you have sleepless night. And I want to, uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, is it encourage? No, it's not assure. When you have sleepless nights, pray. Tell somebody when you have sleepless nights. When you have sleepless night, do what? You know, the devil doesn't like you praying. He would rather you sleep (laughs) than you pray. If you do not plan to pray and you cannot sleep, don't go and put on the TV. Begin to pray and you will see the victory that God will give you for that hour. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. The Lord my what? We are talking about the altar of praise and thanksgiving. Because God has done something for you. You cannot look back to God and it is what he has done for me. The Lord my shepherd. When you go to Psalm uh, Psalm 23, he leaded me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will provide for you. You know, there are times that it looks as if the whole world is against you. I'm sure many of us have been in that situation before. I have been in that situation. It looks as if there's nothing you do that works. It looks as if there's nothing you do that is right. It looks as if there's nowhere you turn that you can find solace. No encouragement. But there is a God that is called Jehovah. The Lord my shepherd. If you will allow him to lead you, he has made some provision for you. Testimony has made provision for you, and He will take you there. He will take you there. You know, God wants to give you a testimony. Do you realize that? He wants to give you a testimony, but He doesn't want you to come and say, "Ah, you know what I did," because of, at times, some of us will give testimony, but we're praising ourselves, and not God. Ah, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and God will be looking at you. So, what did God do? And I got it eventually. Said, ah, that boy is stronger. Ah, that sister. She's a mighty woman of God. So, where does God come in? If it's all based on what you have done. But if your strength is exhausted, then the living God will come to your rescue. Then he will open your eyes to what you never knew before. Then it will show you that there is a path here that you didn't know was there. Do you remember the story of uh, Hagar? Hagar was sent away by sister, uh, what was her sister's name? Sister Sarah. She said, no, you cannot enjoy my husband with me. You have had enough. You had your son. Now I have my son. Tell, tell your things and leave this place. And the Bible says, at a point in time, the boy that was with her was going to die. So she pulled the boy aside, turned her back on him, and said, I don't want to see him die. That was the end of her creativity. That was the end of her ability. That, the best she could do was to say, well, he's my son. I don't want to see him die, so you die there, and uh, let me maybe die here. But God had a better plan. God has a better plan. All she needed was just God to open her what? Her eyes. Because there was a well at that location. God opened her eyes and the story is different. The story is different today. Somebody here is having a different story from today onwards. Your situation, your circumstances is being changed from this day onwards in the name of Jesus. There is a name of God that is called Jehovah seeking the Lord, my righteousness. It's not a popular one, right? Because we don't like that word, righteousness. We don't like the word holiness. (laughs) But the Bible says, be ye therefore perfect. As your father, which is in heaven, is what? He's perfect. Be ye therefore holy. The price has been paid for your sin. The price that was paid for your sin is something you can never pay for. The price was the blood of Christ shed upon the cross of Calvary. All that is expected from you is what? Be holy. Be perfect. Be righteous. In our Sunday school this morning, we were discussing the fact that uh, uh, the Bible says, Thou hast loved what? Righteousness. Thou hast hated what? iniquity he said therefore god even thy god as well one has anointed thee with what the oil of gladness above your fellows your promotion will still come Amen. i said your promotion will still come Amen. but that of the psalmist and that of jesus came because of the love of what righteousness one thing that god will not compromise upon is his holiness Because that is why you and I can trust him. The moment God begins to compromise on holiness, we can no longer trust him. He is no longer reliable. But because we know he has been tested in the past, he never failed. You have that assurance that God has never failed before. He can't fail now, can he? Genesis to Revelation, you see anywhere where God failed? God does not fail. It is the devil that fails. And you know what? Any other, something else about the devil? He's not ashamed. Have you noticed that? Satan is not ashamed. His failure is written very clearly upon his head. But he will still try. But I know concerning you that he's a failure. Yes. I know concerning you that Satan has failed. Jeremiah 23, verse 6, the Lord, our righteousness. And the last I want to mention, there are so many Jehovah names of God. The last I want to mention is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present. Do you know that God is here? Somebody is not sure. Do you know that God is here? Yes. Ezekiel 48, verse 35. He's here with us. That's why I know That your situation will change today. That's why I know that things are being turned around for you. I mean, for uh, for good for you in the name of Jesus. We are talking about the altar of praise and thanksgiving. You don't have much time. But there was a king in Israel who built such an altar. I should just mention two two different situations. You remember that David sinned against God. And the Lord told him, what do you want? Three months to be running away from your enemies? Three years of famine? Or three days in the hand of God? And David said, I would rather fall into the hand of God than what? And so God sent a pestilence upon Israel. And they were, I mean, the pestilence was killing people right, left, and center. And the Bible says David began to cry to God, say, God, I am the one that has sinned. <laughs> because take note, nothing happened to any of the children of David. Nothing happened in this household. But others were dying. And that's why our leaders matter a lot. Whom you follow matters a lot. I remember a story that the general overseer shared with us. One of the pastors in the, the Redeemed Christian Christ Church of God, and he came to the G.O. and said, "Look, we are too slow. Look at the way others are doing things. Why are we? We are taking our time. It's too slow." So what did he do? He left the mission, and he went and joined one of those fast-lane pastors. It was fine. And then he noticed one thing. Whatever happens to the geo that he went and aligned with, does what? Happens to him. So when the geo was waylaid by armed robbers, within a month, what happened to him? He also had his encounter with armed robbers. When thieves invaded the geo's house, they also did what? Every, unfortunately, I don't know if any good thing happened during the period. But the bad ones but good enough for him, he had the sense to think. And what did he do? He came back. Like the prodigal son, he said, I will arise and go to my father. Where God has put you is very important. If you decide to move away from where the Lord has put you, you are running away from your blessing. I pray for you, you will not run away from your blessing. I said, you will not desert your blessing. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to say that the blessing deserted me. But when the blessing surrounds you and you decide to desert the blessing, can you blame anybody? Can you blame God? Can you now say God does not answer prayers? He answers prayers. And you will not be an exception to answer prayers in Jesus' name. Yeah. David numbered Israel. Men were dying right after the center. But when the angel of death got to the threshing floor of Araunah, the Jebusite, the Bible says God told him to stop. God told him to stop. Not only did God tell the the, the, the angel of death to stop at that particular spot, he told David, go and build an altar on the threshing floor of Araunah, the Jebusite. We, in one of our previous studies, we highlighted the fact that That particular place is on Mount Moriah. The same mountain that Abraham went to sacrifice his son. And the same mountain that the temple of Solomon was built. And the same mountain that that temple still exists today. Whatever they call it. What am I trying to bring out? The altar of sacrifice is an altar that is eternal. If you learn to build an altar of sacrifice which you are going to do today you will praise God eternally somebody does not like that I said you will praise God eternally Amen. I said you will praise God eternally Amen. in 2 Samuel 24 verse uh, 18 to 19 we we'll see where David was told to go and rear that altar now the altar he reared became an altar of thanksgiving because he was said God I thank you Number one, the pestilence has stopped. Is that not so? Number two, my family has been spared (laughs) Will you not thank God? Even though others died, his family was spared. But you will give thanks to God today. God will do much more for you. You are laying a foundation for the rest of the year. Remember, there is a glorious testimony that somebody is going to give. Who is that person? Who is that person? It shall come forth in Jesus' name. There's a king in in Judah, as I round up, by name Jehoshaphat. We know the story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Five kings ganged up against him. (laughs) Jehoshaphat knew that there was no way out for him and his people. They were outnumbered, they were outpowered. What's another out you can use? Outstrengthened. They were out everything. But he knew he was wise enough. To know that the only way out was to go back to God. Jehoshaphat declared a fast. And I thank God we are, we are, we are starting a ten, a 10 days fast tomorrow. True or false? Mm-hmm. The Jerusalem has declared a 10 day fast. Only 10 days. Jehoshaphat declared a 3 days fast. They waited upon the Lord. And God spoke. God will speak to you. Amen. I said God will speak to you. The word of the Lord came, and the Lord gave them the assurance. Look, you won't need to fight. God will fight this battle for you. If you seek the face of God, you see, the problem is we are so confident in our weapons that we realize that the battle is not yours. First of all, the battle is not yours. Is not yours. Wh- whose is the battle? the battle? If it is God's battle, let him fight it his own way. Let him fight the battle his own way. we forget that the battle is not, is not yours. So the word of God came and said, tomorrow you go out and you see that the battle has been won. That's exactly what happened. The Bible says in 7 Corinthians chapter 20, from verse 20 to verse 26, from verse 20 to verse 26, that Jehoshaphat consulted with the people. He gave them an assurance. He said, believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. I have a word for someone here today. You will be divinely established. I have an assurance for someone here today, you will prosper. In this land, you will prosper. In this nation, you will prosper. You will be an example of divine success in the name of Jesus. And So the Bible says in verse 21, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the picture of holiness. As they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Now look at what happened in verse 22. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Amnon, Moab, Mount Seir, which had come against Judah, and they were all smitten. They were smitten. And the Bible goes in details. It said the children of Ammon and Moab Surah against the inhabitants of said They came as people united against Judah. But look at how their end was. They turned against each other. There is a gathering against you. God will scatter them. Yeah. That gang up against you. They will begin to fight each other. Yeah. You don't need to do anything, just continue to praise God. That's why you continue to praise God. Yes, you are aware that there's a problem. You know the problem. But you don't know the solution. Don't pretend to know the solution. The solution is not in your backhand and all those uh, things you do that will not pray, that will not glorify God. You know, we do many things that will not glorify the name of the Lord. And yet we give testimony about it. But God knows. God says, Who is he thanking? This one is not thanking me. In fact, God is saying, I have nothing to do with it. God will not reject you in Jesus' name. (laughs) They began to praise, they began to worship. God turned the heart of their enemies against each other. When they have killed themselves, they now turn the the ones that were from the same tribe now turn against themselves. Okay, we've killed the enemies. They now turn against themselves and began to kill themselves. That is what is called confusion in the camp of the enemy. All because Jehoshaphat and Judah began to do what? To praise God. When things are difficult for you, when things look upside down, don't start singing those songs that your husband will know you are angry with him. (laughs) Yeah, don't begin to sing the songs that the man will even say, "Eh, so it's me you are talking to like that. I will show you. And then you go to round two of the civil war. (laughs) Open your mouth and sing songs of praises unto who? unto God God. You know what uh, Peter said? He said do you know that even by your own good conduct You might turn the the heart of that your husband Amen? Amen It's very important Learn to establish and worship God on the altar of praise and thanksgiving it works 110% not 100% though, 110% we have had that story before of a wedding that was going on and the couple went to the pastor's office to sign the marriage register and as the, the, the groom as he signed the register he had somebody call, he, call his name and what happened to him? He died. They were having a wedding. He made me finish signing the wedding register. In the pastor's office, somebody called his name. He answered, he slumped, and he died. Uh, the pastors came together. They prayed. They bound. They lose. You know, all the... Uh, th- the more they prayed, the colder the man became. People were singing in the church. They got tired and began to disperse. So what is going on? They didn't know. Nobody, the news did not come out. And so, at a point in time, one of the pastors said, "Ah, we have been taught that when prayer fails, what should we do? Praise. Praise. And they began to praise God. Jehovah, you are the most. Jehovah, you are the most. Jehovah, you are the most. Jehovah, you are the the most. As they began to praise the Lord, the man who was on the floor sneezed. Opened his eyes and said, what am I doing on the floor? And they said, we will tell you the story later. But for now, the, the, the bride was already, was she still a human being? The man came up. Because they began to praise and worship God. The weapon of the enemy that was sent unto him was sent back to sender. I pray for you this morning or this afternoon. As we worship God, as we praise him, every weapon of the enemy that has been sent across to you back to sender in the name of Jesus. Every plan that has been had to ensure that you don't succeed, ah, that plan has failed in the name of Jesus. Because you will succeed. See, not only will you succeed, you are success. Amen. Not only are you success, you are victorious. Amen. You are not just victorious; you are victor. Amen. In the name of Jesus, you have a glorious testimony. Amen. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's bow down our heads. Let's bow down our heads. The altar of praise and the altar of thanksgiving. Are you here today? You've not given your life to Jesus. This is your opportunity. Or maybe you are listening online, you are not born again. This is that opportunity for you to say, Lord Jesus, I yield to you. (laughs) Because it is only when you are associated with him that this altar can be, I mean, qualitatively raised for you and on your behalf. You are not born again and you are here, raise up your hand. You are not born again, you are watching us online, we are going to pray together. You are in this service today for a reason. Because the Lord... Wants to touch the depth of your heart. Don't be ashamed of anyone. Because on the last day, nobody will stand with you. Not your wife, not your husband, not your brother or your sister. The people you are ashamed of today, you may never see any of them again. Are you here and you are not born again? You want to raise up your hand, we are going to pray together. You are watching online, you are not born again, we are going to pray together. You say, Lord Jesus. I come before you today coming to my life coming today coming to stay take hold of my heart and let that eternal altar be established in me mm-hmm. write my name in the book of life and from this day onwards when I sing praises unto you you will arise for my help mm-hmm. so shall it be in Jesus name we have prayed you are going to pray one prayer for all of us. Just a very simple prayer. I say, Father, as I worship you this afternoon, manifest yourself in my praise and thanksgiving. Pray that prayer. As I worship you this afternoon, manifest yourself. Manifest yourself in my praise, in my thanksgiving. Manifest yourself in my praise and my thanksgiving. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are going to sing for 10 minutes. Not now. But I want you to know. 10 minutes. That's what I believe the Lord says we should do. When the time comes, make sure you do what? Yeah. Make sure you. Get. We, are, we want to build an altar of praise and thanksgiving. When the time comes, we are going to combine it. When, I mean, when, we are, when it's time for us to give our, uh, our offering. I know we don't have much time. But we are not going to uh, sh- sh- circuit that time. So prepare yourself. I want you to prepare yourself. Prepare to give thanks to God and you will accept your thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Please.